So another mm-hmm. thing, speaking of reading, is sexting. <gasps> yeah, well, that's a great way to connect intimately with someone and get that mental charge. Yeah. yeah. Which women really need. Lately, I think the best sex that I could get would be I'm taking the baby so you can sleep and the dishes have been done. That'd be oh. like the sexiest text I could get. I'd be like, yeah, baby. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Pretty I don't much. really think that counts as sexting, <laughs> though. Scary fears. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood in all its glory, pain, and playdates. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And if you don't know Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is. No sugarcoating and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. And if you have been enjoying the ride as much as we have, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other moms find us. All right, so we're back. We're here for another episode, and we have got some stuff going on this week, don't we, Carrie? That's right. We've got the one, the only, Madge the Vag, our very own Vag expert, and she is here to answer all of your vaginal questions. So many Vag questions. I can't wait to find out what's going on with mine personally, uh, but we're also talking about the fun drawings our children make. This is a fun one. I know. Kids just draw the darndest things, like (laughs) giant boobs and other pornographic things. Uh, So much happened also out in the world this past week, like a lot, a lot of real Greta Thunberg, serious stuff. All of the environmental marches. I mean, Greta's pretty remarkable, 16 years old and kind of leading the, the, the charge in all of this, being our most outspoken activist. There's so much that went on. We're also serving up another Crushing It Crown. Crushing It Crown. With an amazing teacher that we read about. We love this badass mama. She is a professor of biology, and she's uh, basically- uh, 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 You gotta stay tuned. It's, it's so an good. awesome story. It's so good, but also- don't forget about confessions because confessions. it could be yours. It's definitely going to be mine and Carrie's. It could be your best friend. It, it could, could be your sister. It could be your husband. It could be your mom. It could be anyone's. Have I got the thing for you? A body scrub that you will go nuts for. Ooh, you know I love a good body scrub. I do. It's coffee body scrub in indulgent creme brulee or invigorating mint. And it's by BASD. I love coffee. I'd rub it all over my body, so that sounds amazing. But what is BASD, a weird coffee shop downtown? No, but I like where your head is. BASD creates organic, plant-based, cruelty-free products that work with what your mama already gave you. My insecurities? Well... No. In fact, (laughs) BASD products will make you feel great. Their lotions, washes, and scrubs celebrate and nourish all bodies. So you can show the world who you are and be confident in your own skin. Carrie, I'm in. Where can I get it? Do I have to go downtown? Nope. All you have to do is go on shop.scarymommy.com. And don't forget to put in code SPEAKS15 for 15% off. It's time for our Crushing It Crown. Crushed it. Crushed it. I don't know about you mamas, but... I could use a little positivity, a little uplifting, happy news. Um, And a professor, a student, I'm sorry, a student at Georgia Gwinnett College couldn't find a replacement babysitter when her uh, babysitter called out. So she was forced to bring her son to class. uh, And her professor, Ramada Sissoko Cease, I'm so sorry if I butchered that name, uh, who was an assistant professor of biology for anatomy and physiology, 
she scheduled a very important lecture that day. And she basically said, like, come on, give them to me. And baby wore them the entire time on, on her, her back. back for three hours. If that's not sisterhood, I I honestly, I don't know what is. Because, you know, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't take I this might anyone. do it. I have I have taught with a baby attached to me, taught yoga. Yeah, but, but it was my baby. Right. But you would you would probably be like, let me help you out. I'm always like, oh, that looks terrible. That's right. Ashley yeah, has a heart of stone. Just <laughs> kidding. Oh, and that article, Just So We Seem Fancy, came from NPR. That's right. We listen to NPR. Yeah. <laughs> and read. We know how to read. Sometimes. So the professor, Sis, says, I want to make sure young people understand that we're here for them. We are here to support, to nurture, to guide, to love, to inspire, to teach. We are here for that. So I don't want them to give up on us. We're here. We take them very seriously. I'm not going to cry right now. I know. That actually made me tear up. I know. Absolutely beautiful. Also, big ups, one, for a student who... um, who has a child, which is very overwhelming, yeah. decides to go back to school or stay in school, whichever the situation may be, and instead of skipping class... Went anyway. Went anyway with her child. Like, I have to say that takes some cojones. Yep. I mean, so many times when just stuff is really getting me down, I just, like, throw in the towel. I'm like, screw it. I'm not there, going. There, and that's and she didn't do that. There are days I don't even do laundry because I have the baby and I'm just like, uh, I can't go downstairs without him either locking me in the basement or like all kinds of ordeals happen. Yeah. So to actually move on with your life, you know, continue doing your every day and 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 make your education such a priority. And to know that that teacher is supportive of everybody yes. is amazing. That's beautiful. I'm going to work to be just like her. I'll watch your kid. <laughs> no, she I take won't. it all back. I do. No, I take it back. I'll, kind of. <laughs> and, okay, one other thing. The teacher was like a MacGyver. There was not a baby sling. So she took a white lab coat and, like, origami business and made a baby, like, baby carrier from a white lab coat and put this boy on her back. That is some MacGyver. She gets mom MacGyver points. Can we get this lady on the show? Honestly, can we get her on the show? Also, can we get her a YouTube tutorial about how to make anything into a baby carrier? I feel like that would be real popular. That, but also I just want to talk to her about, like, what it is to be such a beautiful, hearted, inspiring person. A badass beauty. Men love boobs. Ladies love boobs. I love boobs. We all love boobs. But do you know who especially loves boobs? Uh, Kids. That's, My son. Yes, that's right. If kids could go to topless bars, they would. They 100% would. It's boobs and bottles. It's, but you know what? I would go, too. Me, too. <laughs> it's the kids' version of the new movie, Hustler. <laughs> We've gone too far. Anyway, Scary Mommy posted a meme. It's a drawing a kindergartner made of her mom that made her laugh so, so hard on her first day of kindergarten. And... I mean, wow, this kid did some fantastic boobs. Huge and round and, and up. nipply. So the mom shared the drawing and is like, my boobs are nothing like that. They're just B cups. My hair isn't that bouncy and my nose isn't that small. But if that's how my daughter sees me, well, then that's just fine. I mean, I wouldn't argue with it. It's I'd very like, showgirl. Thank you for thinking so highly of mommy's boobs. I do think kids think their mom is like the most beautiful person in the world. I think so, too. I'm not saying that small nose, big boobs, bouncy hair is beautiful, but. Right. But, but. Whatever. Yes. Whatever their ideal is, right. I think they think we're that. Yeah. Apparently, her kid was not alone. You all shared your kids' drawings, and oh boy, 
Were they amazing? And he had some fun stories, too, so let's hear what they had to say. Lynn says, my son will graduate this year. I found this keeper while going through a box of things I saved over the years. It says, if I were a mom, I'd get breast. (laughs) Amanda says, my cousin's oldest put this outside her bedroom door. Don't come. C-U-M. In here. So either she doesn't want anyone in her room or she doesn't want any more siblings. She's the oldest of four. (laughs) Or both. Oh, God. Katie says, my four-year-old drew this picture of my husband and I. It was on the fridge for a good two weeks before he said, sorry, Mommy, I accidentally gave you a wiener. Yeah, wiener. Oh, we talk the same. I was like, oh, I thought he gave both of us one leg until he showed me where our legs were. I also love when kids right, um, make pictures of their family and they either put like one family member like way off to the side or they don't include them at all. And you're like, my kid needs a therapist. Or they make them scary monsters. <laughs> yes. I'm not excited about a lot of things in motherhood, but <laughs> you're excited. I am very excited for this part of it. Like to see just like the funny things he's going to do. Yeah. Like he already has been doing such funny like two-year-old things. Yeah, I can't wait like – I love all of my nieces and my cousins and everything. I've always had them describe their art as if, like, I'm, it's going into a gallery in New York. I'm yes. like, tell me what inspired you with this picture. <laughs> and the answers those kids come up with are hysterical. Like what? Because they'll give you kind of a serious answer. Like, they're excited that you care. care. Yeah. But then their answer is like something along the lines. I'm riffing here of something that one of my cousins said. They'll be like... Well, it's about having a comfortable grip. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like on the crayon? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm just like, okay. And you're like, and then also the color yellow. Like, you know, it's like very serious. Like they're like some very genius, but maybe stoned artist. I love that. I know. I can't wait. Kids truly say the darndest thing. They do. And they draw the darndest things. I remember as a little girl, uh, I came home one day with a drawing. And it was all these different monsters, and they all had wieners. <laughs> this is true. They all had wieners. I You've was been probably like from an early age. No, I was probably like five or something. And my mom found it, and she was like, "What is this?" And I said, "Oh, well, the boys in class were drawing it, so I drew it too." I mean, at this point, I had no idea what a right. wiener was. I didn't know even really that we had anything different. I think. Uh, I mean, maybe I did. I don't know what I knew, but I know I had never been face to face with a wiener. With a wiener. <laughs> To be drawing it. Right. And I think my mom was so panicked that, like, I had some reason to see it. And I was like, no, just the boys in class were drawing it. And she goes, I'm going to show your father when he gets home. And she hung it on my easel in my room. And I was so scared for my dad to come home. I've never drawn a wiener since. Next up, we have a doozy of an article that I feel like we can all relate to about a man and a woman just trying to make their marriage work. In the article, writer Kate Chapman approached her husband saying, I feel overwhelmed by the sole responsibility of our financial life, and I worry about something happening to me. I'd like you to help me manage our finances. I'd also like us to do something together, something just for the two of us, not related to the kids. Let's take dance lessons or volunteer or something else together, just you and me. I'm open to anything. Right. And then her husband responds to that with just a simple no. No to which part? To all of it. He says, I'm tired of changing to try to please you. I'm tired of not being enough. You knew who I was when you married me. I was good enough then. It should be good enough now. I'm not changing. 
She goes on to say, with help from my therapist, I heard him. I understood he was separate from me with his own voice and perspective and path. I understood he wasn't changing. I could accept that and stay or reject it and leave. God, I'm eye rolling so hard, but we'll get to that. Uh, In this case, she decided to leave. With time, it seems like she realized that she was just pushing an agenda on her partner and trying to dictate how things should roll out in their relationship without his input, and that ultimately they are better parenting as friends. Oof, this article. This article honestly scared me. Yeah, I think you and I kind of have some different perspectives on this one. Um, I can see myself in this woman. I mean, I'm not the person that financially takes care of of the household, but... um, I can see how I'm constantly trying to make us better, but kind of by criticizing him and asking him to change and asking for us to do things and continuing to, I guess, up the ante. I think it's truly devastating, this article. It's real and it's brave that she wrote it. And it's making me take a hard look at how I treat Lee and my mindset, both like as a parent and a partner. I feel like I need to bring this up in therapy to see one, why I keep feeling like we just have to continue to do things better and better. And because that's life, because as human beings, we're supposed to evolve and grow. And who you were when you met him and who he was when you when he met you, you're not the same people. But we can also just like chill for a little while. We don't have to constantly be sure, you know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. You know, I read it. I was with Matt when I was reading it. And I told him this. And in my mind, the guy just, you know, the husband said, like, Nah, that's a no from me, dog. You know, like he just had like that kind of a response to it. And Matt and I just laughed, both of us. And and yes, the woman who who told the story, who's writing the story, very brave. This is not at all a commentary on her. But Matt and I have known each other for going on 11 years now. And who we were then is very different than yeah. who we are now. And, and I would even say that most of that change has happened in the last four years more than anything else because we got married, you know, we merged finances, we bought a home together, we had a child. Like those things really, big really things. those are those are big life changing mm-hmm. things. And I was kind of relieved. I, I understand what you're saying by I kind of see elements of myself in this woman, but I was really relieved that Matt had the same response I did because Obviously, we're in a a marriage. We're in a relationship. We butt heads. It happens. But sometimes people don't want to stay together. And I think his response was indicative of the fact that he was over the relationship. Yeah. Because if you want to be in something, in my opinion, you do the work to try and fix it. And if at that point it's just not happening – I don't know. But when two people want to do something, they do it. I feel like there's more of a story here that we're not totally getting because I feel like a hard no, like that hard stop, is real tricky. Like I don't know many relationships where the first time or even the second time that something like this comes up, there's a hard stop no. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's a bigger backstory here that we're not getting, you know, in this one article. Totally. About many, maybe there's been many, many, many years of this kind of thing. And finally, it's just like, we've done all the things. Nothing's working. She also did say they've been together for 14 years, which is quite a long time. So let's hear what some other people had to say. Like I said, wide, wide response. Yeah. Um, Laura says, I'm thinking that she was doing more than the finances. She was doing the second shift, housework, meals, errands, kids, etc. 
cetera. Well, he played video games even when she wanted to talk to him. Him saying no to helping manage finances at all would be a huge red flag. It is entirely possible she became a micromanager because everything was her responsibility. She I mean, gets real specific here. I I don't know anything about this vi- playing video games thing, yeah. but I would have to agree with Laura. Like the fact that you're just flat out saying no and not even right. like. It's just very strange to me that there was no interest in trying to fix it. But I also feel like with Lara's response being really specific to, like, video games, maybe she's also having issues with yeah, that maybe. same thing. John says his words were powerful. He was tired of being told he wasn't enough. And then she adds how she usually talked him into submission and forced her agenda on him. She had zero respect for this man, and that's apparent, even though it's her only perspective shown here. Would love to hear his side. I'm guessing she was living I'm guessing he was living in hell trying to satisfy someone who most likely is never satisfied. Makes sense from a man, he's saying I love showing that this the man's is a man. perspective. Yeah. I also feel like it's very hard for a man to hear. Um, I need you to step it up financially. Like, I feel yes. like that's a hard thing. You and I talk about yeah, this a it's lot. A hard, it's a hard thing. I think men have this feeling that they need to be the provider. And if that's not the case, it can lead to a lot of um, unsaid resentment, depression, sadness, all that stuff that they might not talk about. And it might come out in other ways. Cameron says most couples have two to four marriages in their life if they live the average lifespan. A few manage to make all those marriages to the same person. He wanted to be her first husband but not her second. She could have put the rest of her life on hold, but she wanted someone to grow with her. I'm on my third marriage to my first and only wife so far. I think it's a really interesting perspective. I really liked what this person had to say. I I agreed with them a lot, and I think— the idea that even if you're married to the same, you know, person throughout your life. It's different marriages. Totally. And I agree. I think Matt and I, again, our relationship is very different than it, it used to be. Kay says, I cannot judge this couple. Every situation is different and personal. I'm a wedding planner. One thing I tell my brides and grooms is a simple statement. Marriage is the union of two good forgivers. Ooh, I like that. That's a heavy statement. I like that, though. Often years later, a couple will tell me how often they have thought of that and applied it that same concept. That's nice. Yeah. That's like the wedding planner, the Jennifer Lopez film, where she says she can tell from the mo- the minute she meets the couple if they're going to stay together or not. I guess you guys haven't watched the wedding planner no. twenty times <laughs> in your life, not. huh? No. Ashley. Ashley. Hey. What? What happened? I've been calling your name, and your eyes have been glued to your phone. What are you looking at? Are you sexting Matt? No, I'm looking at spotted. A spotted wiener, but. That sounds like a disease, so no and no wieners. I'm on Spotted by Scary Mommy. It gives you curated recommendations for anything and everything moms need. Like custom-made Japanese bespoke wiener picks? No, that is for dads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wiener picks. (laughs) Custom-made bespoke wiener picks. Um, I think you need to move on from the wiener picks, as great as it is. Spotted has the best baby and kid gear. It has women's fashion trends and it has gift guides. I don't have to search through the internet on my own. Spotted does it for me. I need that. I don't have time to shop. Well, I say that, but I do have time to shop online, so Spotted is the best thing for me. Listen, nobody has the time to shop around. Just sign up for their weekly newsletter at hellospotted.com. Done, done, and oh, did you just send me a wiener pick? That's right. All right, I'm so excited, Yay! Ash. We've got Scary Mommy's very own Madge the Vag to give us the answers on all things vaginal and otherwise. Oh, yes. 
Oh, Madge, oh, what's hello. going on? So- what an entrance. <laughs> Sorry, I, let me put my lube away. <laughs> I'm always you. lubing, you know, That's always good. be lubing your ABL. Your skin does look very fresh. Thank you. I use it all over. Yeah. It's really good for under your eyes. So, Madge, people are constantly writing in questions <gasps> for you. Yeah, so many questions. So we have a few, and we thought we would we would shoot them your way and... Uh, we're going to be like your say. personal assistant and just sort through the mail and pick some of our favorites and, and maybe you can drop some knowledge. Santa's oh, elves. I would love to. You, you know, I get so much mail. I needed the help. Thank you, guys. I want to make the disclaimer. I am not a doctor. So this is not to give you uh, any kind of advice, medical advice. I will give you what I've learned from the doctors on our shows and, you know. I'm happy to to share and give some basic knowledge. And, and every time I see you, you're just researching all oh, things vagina, vagina, yeah. and butthole, and butthole. Mm. Can I ask a real weird question? Oh yeah, we're the better. Um, what exactly constitutes a smelly? Because you know, vaginas have a good scent. question. A scent. So fishy odor. Okay. Is usually not that. I've heard some women. Say, oh, you have a naturally like little fishy odor. That's unlike. I mean, generally, no. It has a musky, right? Uh, yes. Pineapple. Sometimes it depends on what you eat. Pineapple. Too. Do you know yeah. what my healthy vagina smells like? Vag. Yes. Tell me. Pencil shavings. Pencil shaving. That's what your vagina so smells like. Yes, it Very smells good. like smell. It smells like when you were in school and you used a pencil and you, sharpener and you took it off and you and that yeah. kind of like it, that's what Very my nice. healthy vagina smells uh-huh. like. But occasionally after the baby, I've had like a weird pH and sure. it will smell like giraffe pee. Okay, I don't like know what you're at. Caged, you like or like caged wild animal uh-huh. zoo smell. Oh, see, that's not good. You're, I know, that's but I went to the doctor, but mm-hmm. they said it was not nothing. It was just hormonal imbalance. Oh, well, but there is an imbalance, Correct. and that's why. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I will say mm-hmm. that, like, post-baby, things are not what they used to be. It yeah. does things change. Have changed. Your hormones change. Yeah. And as you get older, it changes. You yeah. produce differently. Everything changes. This is a short but sweet question. Okie doke. How do I have an orgasm? Come here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Visit Madge's map. (laughs) Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I can't just tell someone how to have an orgasm. Right. Because different things work for different different, people. And that's the thing. That's You have to experiment with yourself first. You have to, I mean, I would say you should always start with your hands so that you know too much pressure versus not enough pressure. You feel around, see what's what, where you like the pressure. Some people like, you know, all kinds of things might not be right on your clitoris. It might be on your lips. It might be here. It might be there. But you have to experiment. And if for some reason you're just not succeeding... There are different ways. I've I have heard sex therapists say go with a vibrator to at least first achieve it. You're almost going to be guaranteed an right. orgasm with a vibrator, and so you at least know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people think they're having one, and they're maybe not. Um, Once you've had one, though, it's kind of you'll like, know. Oh, there, okay, this is what an orgasm is. Also, different degrees yes. of orgasm. Like sure. a vibrator will take you to a very intense place. Right. Plus, there are different vibrators. Mm-hmm. I I have a couple of different ones. One, you know, has a sucking action that goes right on your clitoris. And then there are ones that are meant for other things. Back to the orgasms. Um, So if you use a vibrator, you're still not succeeding. Then you have to maybe talk to a therapist of some kind, whether sex therapist or regular therapist, talk to your gyno as well. And there might be some mental blocks there. There could be something going on physically. If you can, And hopefully with I think it's always great to have tried with your hand to get there with your hand so that when you're with a partner, you can tell them what to do. 
um, which is a good thing. Don't yes. be shy about telling people what to do in a nice way. And um, and or if, not nice if that's what you guys hey, are into. Hey, maybe they like that. Yeah. Very good point, Ashley. And then, of course, it's fine to introduce vibrators when you're with a partner. Why not have fun? So another thing mm-hmm. is sexting. <gasps> yeah, well, that's a great way to connect intimately with someone. And it gets your mentally, um, you get in there, I think you get that mental charge. Yeah. yeah. Which women really need. Well, I have to say, you know, being with the same person for so long, mm-hmm. it's sexting really kind of helps mm-hmm. recharge some things, oh, you know? It's yeah, like, good. Uh-huh. ooh, okay, maybe I am excited for you to come home from work tonight. Yeah, you know, it becomes, you know, if this is a situation, I don't know this person's background. It was a very quick question. Yes. She may never have had one. She could be 16 years old. I don't know. Uh, But say she's been in a marriage and it's just, oh, this is what we do. We roll over. We do it. You know. Right. Is the man even really enjoying that? Right. Who knows? I don't know. Lately, I think the best sex that I could get would be. I'm taking the baby so you can sleep and the dishes have been done. That'd be oh. like the sexiest text I could get. I'd be like, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't much. really think that counts as sexting, though. <laughs> Madge. Yes. Thank you so much thank for coming. Can you, you come back I would again? love. We have more questions. We have don't yes, we? so we do many have more questions. questions. If you have questions about your vagina, about sex, if you have any questions that you think Madge might be able to answer for you, she is a wealth of information. So you can email us at speaks at scarymommy.com. Maybe put in the title, this is for Madge or something like mm-hmm. that so we can weed through them correctly. Yeah, leave your age maybe. and maybe no, you don't have to say your name, obviously. Don't say your, yeah, but I'd love to know a little bit more so we can answer those questions a little bit better. But yeah, it was such a fun time. We love you, Madge. Thank you. Have a great day. Slip, slide away. Oh, I'm lubing up right now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. We want to hear from you mamas. Do you think sexy Halloween costumes while trick-or-treating with your kid... Is appropriate. Is appropriate, yeah. And, like, more on that note, do you think it's demeaning or empowering? Yeah, that's a very good question. So call us at 646-360-0189 and tell us how you feel. Confession time. Shh, confessions. It's time for... Confessions. Confession time. Every week we tell you, our dear, dear audience, our secrets. Whether you like it or not, you have to listen. Yeah. It's forced confessions. (laughs) (laughs) It's mandatory fun. (laughs) Okay. So my first confession is... I know every parent says this. My mom said it. All my friends brag about it. They're always like, I read to my child every day. There wasn't a day that you weren't alive that I didn't read you a book. All my friends brag about this. It like annoys me. Reading her annoys me because I'm trying to sit down and like do the thing that you're supposed to do. And I love reading. I'm a voracious reader. And she. So says your vocabulary. (laughs) Thank you. She literally is a voracious reader because she eats the book. I'll have a page open. We'll get two pages in. She closes the book. She's obsessed with the back cover of every book. And every time I try to turn a page, she closes it. You need to give her time because she's still too young. Uh, Sebastian was the same way. Um, I'm going to piggyback on your confession. Okay. And say it is a very tedious process because 
when you read to him, so firstly, right now he only wants to read one book, which is called The Sleepy Little Alphabet, which I would highly recommend to people because uh, he loves letters. He's so good at letters. And it, this is also a, a credit to Matt because he's really worked on it with, with Sebastian. But when I read to him, so they have a routine now. So, like, when you get to um, why, it's why, why is a yawning cuddle bug? And he goes like, oh, and then X gives a great big hug and he turns around and gives you a hug. That's real cute. But all the letters up until that. And you got to wait a long time. Every page, he, like, points at the same shit every night and goes, uh, uh, and he wants you to tell him. And it's like, it's grass. It's a flower. It's a fucking house. That's a clock. How many times do I need to tell you? I know you know what the shit is. Please stop asking me. When are you going to tell me what it is? So that's my confession. Anyway, thanks for listening to our confessions, guys, whether you want to or not. Yeah, and make sure to submit your confession because we love hearing them. And we love hearing from someone rather than ourselves talking. Mm, do we? (laughs) (laughs) I just discovered erotic audio. Best thing ever. Yes, girl, yes. I know what I'm listening to today. Yes, girl. (laughs) Certainly this podcast is not erotic audio. Wiener. (laughs) I have a friend on social media that just posts shit like, done, or over it. I always ignore that, even though I know she is baiting people to ask what. Nobody ever does. Nobody cares, bitch. Get your shit together. Change something. Anything. But, like, we all know this person. And I know. we all have the same reaction. But usually there's always someone that takes the bait. I like that. I truly love oh. that all of our friends are like, we don't care. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see my ex and I miss his nice pistol. So I go home and want some. I should have given in to my ex. Well, no one can judge me for saying wiener. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Sometimes you just miss a good pistol. I mean, I kind of like pistol, right? It's like super masculine. And it shoots, that's for sure. Oh, God. Except that's a trigger word these days. It is a trigger word. I mean, listen, I do miss sometimes some old pistols. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. (laughs) I really wanted to do the Ghostbusters rap right there. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and the in control. Anyway.